up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Remember how I told y'all some random ass receiver was going to score on us yesterday? What was the, what was the Bama's name? Marvin you, Hall. You said Marvin Hall, yeah. I couldn't think of his name when we was doing the pod, but sure enough. Marvin Hall. You see somebody yeah. hop in my mentions remind me, like, hey, didn't y'all say Marvin Hall was going to cook? I was like, well. Somebody did? <laughs> somebody added me in the middle of the game. It was like, didn't y'all say in the pod that Marvin Hall was going to cook? And I was just like. Matter time. And Marvin Jones hey, you know got his wild? touchdown. We, huh. we are right on here. A lot more <laughs> than we have given ourselves credit for. And we should probably, like, go look at the end of the season, go look through some of the shit we said. We have been like leading up to a game, been like, yo, this is happening on Sunday. Marvin mm-hmm. Hall is scoring a touchdown on you. And Marvin Jones season. gonna get one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was off on my Amy, uh Danny Amendola prediction, but because he got banged up though. But he I started, mean, he, he did. He was out there with the quicks though. I was like, look at this little quick motherfucker. He definitely gonna get one on. Y'all did say that Swift was gonna cook, right? And sure enough, yep, him out there looking like Tecmo Bowl, Bo Jackson <laughs> shit. I like I like Swift, man. Feed that man with a rock. He's gonna be a hell of a back. They drafted him in the second round when they took Carry On Johnson, like last the year before that or two years before that. They said, "Nah, there's a player here that's clearly better, and it's high draft pick for a running back." But we gonna go and get this young boy. Yeah, bro, I fuck with Swift. Mm, he's good. He's better than I thought, man. He really is. He was a dog in Georgia. Georgia a just dog. couldn't win the big games. Yeah. Dog in Georgia, man. Like I said, I just hadn't watched any Lions games this year. So I didn't really <laughs> know how good he actually was. And plus, I wasn't even giving him carries like that. Yo, yeah, it's, it's funny really because were. I was going to text y'all when Detroit got the ball with 16 seconds. I was like, I was going to be like, y'all know Stafford about to get a field goal, right? Like, <laughs> there's no way nobody didn't oh, know that was going to happen. You know what's wild? When, right when Cook to leave, when Talib said, I'm happy we're getting over I'm like, things. no, nigga. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you don't, you don't understand, my nigga. Yeah, man. We are not going, though. I'm not so sure about this overtime talk. Yep. You know what's funny? So me and Molly were discussing whether, like, what to do with our afternoon after the game was over, right? And she was like, let's just take Roman to the park real quick, get her some, like, outdoors time. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But if the game goes to overtime, I'm staying in. She was like, fine. So we get the field goal, 16 seconds left. I say, Molly, you just go on, man. I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. Like, five seconds later, I meet her at the park. She's like, what happened? I was just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> they did some some, <laughs> some fuck shit. Oh. Weren't you just watching overtime? I was like, there is no overtime. Dog, the only <laughs> thing I was looking at was that clock, bro. That's too much time. Stafford mm-hmm. loves that shit, man. He thrives in that. Yeah. I got I mean, obviously the penalty killed us, but I mean I knew they was gonna get down there. There's the no way they weren't gonna feel it. Let me tell y'all something, man. What the fuck was Troy Apke doing on the play hey, before? Hey. <laughs> Bruh, that was almost oh my god a fucking 70-yard game winning touchdown. To end the game, bro. Yes. Uh who who ended up getting hurt? Was that Everett that went down it for was a little Everett. bit? Everett, yeah, Everett went down for a little bit. Yeah. Dog. All you have to do is not let anybody behind you. You don't have to think about anything else. Know right. where you're at in the game, in, the, in this point of the game. All you have to do is not get ran by. But, Paul, how long have we been saying that about him? 
Know where you're at. Understand you are the last line of defense. Why the fuck are you coming to the line of scrimmage, Aki? You're not needed underneath. Get back, bro. If he had caught that pass, I probably would have met these motherfuckers at the park. <laughs> I'm telling you. I forget what cornerback was back there. I don't know if it was Fuller or what, but somebody looked at me like, really, motherfucker? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, bro? like, how is this happening? How? <laughs> and you didn't want to sign Eric Reed. Hmm. And that nigga was clean past you. Clearly. Was it? Like, this ball was overthrown. In fact, mm-hmm. Stafford was probably shocked. Because he's probably like, I'm going to throw this shit as far as I can. Uh-huh. Quintess he was open by time. yards. Yeah, man. Like, not he's just beat by a little bit. You got beat beat, bucko. Like, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. I know he's been benched, but I think that whole Appy experiment is officially over. I don't think we should be going back to that bullshit. Thanks. Hopefully the coaches don't. That is yeah. just, it's no, unacceptable, it's man. It's over. Mm-hmm. Now, and on the very next play, this blew me a little bit. You're on, I forgot what yard line they're on, but all you have to do is understand what they're going to try to do in that situation. There's like eight seconds left. They're going to either throw something quick to the sideline or they're going to take a quick pop pass and take the five yards to call timeout. Why the fuck are the cornerbacks 11, 12 yards off the Great line question. of yep. I'm like, you know that Matt Prater in a dome mm-hmm. can bang it from like 65 yards. So any, mm-hmm. complete, any completion is pretty much game over. Why mm-hmm. don't you just press or send pressure or something? Anything besides what you did. It wasn't an all-out blitz, but we blitzed. Like, Cameron Curl blitzed on that play where Marvin Jones got that those last couple yards. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the play call on that. It just, from the cornerbacks being 11 yards off to blitzing the safety, like, like oh, you no, said, I, all, all they needed was a couple yards. I'm with the blitz on that. Yeah. I'm just not. But if you're going to do I'm, that, cool you can't have your corners 12 you gotta, yards off. If this has got to be press man, period. Right. Yeah. Press man. Like Because they can't hold the ball long. Right. You know that he has to let that ball go within a second or two, and if it's not there, threat joint into row F. He can't take a sack. If there's any heat, he's throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that in a situation like that, Todd Bowles would have sent the whole fucking would have sent the farm. <laughs> like you would have had to make an incredible throw. Like in those situations, I'm always like, you either have to make a crazy great throw or cleanly beat a corner off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Clean. And you're going to have to go to the right guy who beat their man. Right? Right. Otherwise, we're just leaving it to, like, complete chance. Right? Like, if you, if the way we approach that play, then again, I've seen that before. <laughs> the way, that, the shit I've seen the last couple of weeks, three of the last four weeks, I've seen these kind of losses my whole life. Mm-hmm. Are we going to say this is a part of the growing process with Rivera's and his staff, and we going to let it slide, or are we saying this the same old thing we seen down at Washington Football Park? No, nah, I'm saying we have been bad pretty much our whole lives. Mm-hmm. This is how bad teams lose games. We lose games like this every year, every single year. Slow starts, bad turnovers. Oh, the, oh, there's not enough time for them to score. Team scores. We we kill ourselves every year. You think about our teams, um, the years that we weren't bad, we weren't losing games this way. Right? Like, bad teams don't – this is how bad teams lose. Mm-hmm. We are a bad team. Two and seven, bad team. Yep. You, I mean, you are what your record is. You know that they've been down double digits in every game this year, minus one? Yeah. That's crazy. 
Yeah. You're Dogs bad out here bad. getting spanked every single week and you put yourself in a position where you have to come back every single week have to be coming back from a double digit deficit to make it a game show up in the first half I, i'm curious about why you guys think they come out slow every single week because i don't know for the life of me i mean i've been trying to figure it out since week one i i, I don't know like some one week is the offense well actually every week is the offense um <laughs> this, week, this week the defense was just not good they weren't good enough Kendall Fuller had his worst game giving up early bombs like I I don't have the answers I wish I knew Paul but I, I just don't know it's just that's just what this team is you know what I'm gonna say man I know that if this was some, if there's, there's some other people for whom this type of shit would be blamed on the head coach whether fair or not, right? Um, based on other, if this was a fucking Jim Zorn team, they say the coach doesn't have the team ready. Period. That's what everybody would say. Mm-hmm. Why does the team start so? I really don't. I'm gonna assume it's because y'all stink. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm gonna stick with from now. Y'all mm-hmm. start slow because it's not you're not starting slow. You're garbage. This is this is how you all y'all play. The only reason you start looking better in the game is because you're fucking trailing. Mm-hmm. The only time we haven't looked bad is when we played a team that didn't show up. Other than that, the first half of games, we've been getting mopped. Yeah. Every week. It's, so it's because we stick. We're actually as bad. We are more so the team we see in the first half of these games than we are the team we see in the second half. Yep. We got to call a spade a spade, man. They're not a good football team. Looking at this part of the schedule, easy part of the schedule, like you always say, Cliff, no. These teams looking at us like we're the easy game. Yeah. We need to stop looking at the schedule like, oh, well, this, this is a good stretch right here. Rivera needs to stop saying it. Stop talking about the division. Stop talking about these opponents. I, I don't want to hear that. You take one game at a time because we're not a good football team. We don't need to be looking past anybody. We haven't done enough to look past anybody. We're a bad football team. Bottom five in the league. We need to accept it and call a spade a spade, man. I can I can guarantee you the Cincinnati Bengals are expecting mm-hmm. to win a football game next Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Going back to what you said a, a few seconds ago, Cliff, about just bad teams finding ways to, to lose games. They do this thing every single week, especially this year, where they just come out with the most mind-numbing mental mistakes and errors. Mm-hmm. It's just like y'all don't look like you are prepared at all for these games. And then you're just down 21 points. Like, what happened? Nick, the coach didn't get y'all right. It looks like y'all didn't practice at all. But that's that's crazy, though, Paul, because these players have been telling us they've been having great weeks of practice. So, I mean, I understand everybody gets – players get blamed, coaches get blamed. But I don't know. It's something going on. It's it's something going on that needs to get fixed. But you know what's funny, Corey? You know what's funny, Corey? Huh. Say that about the players saying they've been having good weeks of practice. See, that's what I mean. I've heard that before around here, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, we look, we working our asses off during the week. I well, don't see it on Sunday. So either you guys shouldn't be in the NFL or you're not practicing as well as you think. Let me tell you what a good week of practice got you. All right, so the McLaurin fumble, first of his career, I'm not going to kill him. But that's a that's a massive turnover at that point in the game. Yeah. You had an awesome first drive, had it scored in a first drive all season. You had second and two from the 13. It turns into a punt from the 38. Dan Johnson gets a hell of a return. Alex misses a wide open McKissick on a wheel route. 
and then Hopkins misses a 43-yard field goal. And even just the, these dumbass penalties, like the one versus KPL, just tackle him through the waist. Why are you launching your helmet into him? Boneheaded penalties from these players who are some of them are young. I'm not giving them a pass because they're young, but they're younger players. But KPL, you know better. You can't make those, those penalties and win games. You can't. It's hard and enough for us trying and, to get across the 50. And think about the, think about the, <laughs> the mistakes they made that didn't cost us. The Sims fumble. Remember the, the face mask that they didn't call on Chase Young that should have been a face mask? Mm-hmm. Right. They got three automatic first down penalties on that last drive, the 21 play drive. We got three gimmies, and one of them was definitely a flimsy-ass call. All that, and you still lost in the most Washington way ever. It's just, it, it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. Deep, deeply. Thrilled. You know what blows me? Why do we line up offsides every first drive? They do it every fucking One day. of UDN's lines up offsides at the beginning of every game. How is this happening? 90, 99, right. 91, 94. <laughs> they all done. Those are the kind of things where I'm like, you know, we're, we are, because everything has been so obsessed with the QB or the head coach, we have not spent enough time talking about certain aspects of this team. I've been warning y'all about this fucking D-line. When am I going to see it? I'm going to have to say this shit every week, guys. I re- Like, when? When the fuck else have we seen teams just putting first-round picks at one position, and it's been okay that that group wasn't dominated year two or three? The Cowboys spent a lot of fucking equity on their, their offensive line. Their offensive line was dominating games. Absolutely. True or false? True. Oh, absolutely. Dominating. And, and like, those guys were rookies, second-year players when they were doing mm-hmm. that. Tyron Smith was young when that O-line was dominating. Zach Martin. Frederick was out there. Listen, we can talk about linebackers all day, right? When the run game, we can talk about, well, is the linebackers? Is I get that. That's a, that's a more complicated conversation than just as simple as, like, D-line, that's why you're getting ran on. Definitely. What about pass rushing? Yeah, it was non-existent yesterday. There should be no games where y'all are just not getting a pass rush. Yep. Like, I don't give a fuck who we're playing. We have first-round picks everywhere on this D-line. There is no reason why there should be football games where QBs are dropping back and fucking making sandwiches. You would have thought Detroit had uh, Jason Peters and right. Tyron Smith right. on the bookends because right. our DNs did not impact that game yesterday. They were real pedestrian. Yep. DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, on Johnson combined 21 carries for 105, five yards a pop. They had no answers for Swift. 21 touches, 149 yards, seven yards a pop. Got to Matt Stafford once on the entire day. When we're thinking about where this team is headed, I think everybody would agree that going into the season, they thought the D-line was going to be the shining jewel of this team. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what was going to be good. They didn't know what was going to be bad. They didn't know what was going to be improved, what needed more work, but they knew the D-line with all that talent up front would be something. Lately, they've just been getting ran on, and they're not really getting any kind of pass rush. Like you said, Cliff, they're only getting pressure against teams that are charting out JV offensive lines. They haven't gotten pressure at any point this season outside of the Eagles game and the Cowboys game. Consistent pressure, I should say. Like I said, I, I've been saying for a while to you guys privately that I thought 
that 2021 or 2022 would be the year where they make strides. But all that's contingent on the defensive line being really good. We were expecting this to be the impact group of our team. Uh, you took the word out of my mouth. More impact plays, man. And, like, we were relying – we were sort of looking at the defensive line to be week to week, mm-hmm. something we could rely on. Not necessarily you dominate every game, but there shouldn't be games where you are dominating. If they dominate y'all, we have no chance. We can't score. So if y'all are not controlling games or you're a non-factor in pass rush, with our safeties, we're fucked. We got no chance, man. Yep. Now I was just going to say that you could that could go back to the scheme too when you think about it a little bit like I saw yesterday Stafford was getting that ball out quickly. Now yep. I'm not saying making an excuse for the D-line not getting there, but like Paul hinted on earlier, and it happened throughout the game. Like our DBs is playing like eight to ten yards off, and clearly the pass rush is not getting there. I would think that maybe we would run a little more press coverage, like try to I don't know assist your D line because clearly they're not getting to the quarterback. That looked like Minuski, man. That wasn't this a is, fucking Del Rio scheme. So bro. you know the uh, last. What yeah. the last thing I want to say is this. You know what? You know what I sort of felt like about midway through the game, like late in the second quarter. These guys are out coaching us, right? Like they have a beat on what we're doing on defense. The ball is coming out quick, like you were saying, Corey. On the other side of the ball, we clearly expect them to play a ton of man. They were not playing a lot of man in the first half, and it was giving us problems. Like that's what it looked like. You start games slow. I'm just saying, it seems like there are a lot of departments and the football organization that need to be doing a better job, coaches included. Uh, Stafford, by the way, 24-33 yesterday, 276, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and it could have been worse. We mentioned that Cephas uh, missed bomb, the 65-yarder that could have been right at the end of the game. Cephas also dropped, like, would have been a 20, 25-yard like, post mm-hmm. in third quarter. They didn't even need Kenny Galladay. Marvin Hall got a long touchdown where Kendall Fuller bit, then slipped. Uh, Marvin Jones had two tutties. One of them kind of looked like a little bit like a, uh, Jimmy Moreland didn't know where he was on the field in the cover two, where there's nobody threatening underneath, and he just refused to get depth. Yeah, uh, he didn't carry it, yeah. There's nobody threatening your zone, and you got to get some depth. And, of course, they hit the honey hole right there for that touchdown. Is that third down? It was It was a third and ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yo, now that is Minuski. <laughs> that's some that's some Hazlitt Minuski shit right there. Wow. But the, the whole theme is just entirely too comfortable. That first drive of the game where, where the Redskins, I'm sorry, where Washington uh didn't get any points on that first drive. I think it was like a 92 yard drive in like a minute five. Just, just casually mm-hmm. marching down the field on you. We're not no resistance, no sort of pushback whatsoever. You're just gonna get this quick seven on. It's just the defense is just making things entirely too hard on the team. And they do some good things. Mm-hmm. But the first, the first half fuckery cannot continue. It can't. can't. It's like it's taking them a half to get adjusted to understand what the other team is doing, which by the time you do that, you're down three scores. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't, and, can't do that. You're not good and, enough to do that. And you, know what's, you know what's crazy to me is like, this, this, the bigger problem becomes that the offense is not good. So you putting us in situations where we're down 13-0 in the beginning of the second quarter 
it's going to be impossible for us to come back. Right? Like, no one's saying the defense has to shut teams out. But I'd like to see a game where it's 14-7 at the end of the, first, the second quarter. I mean, you would like to see a game, Cliff, where we don't give up two big-ass plays in the first half from your defense. Right, and it's just like 17 nothing midway through yeah. the second quarter. It's like, yo, we're not scoring these points, man. That's what always makes it hard, man. I think even though our offense is bad, our defense, the way they're playing in the first quarter of these games, is making our offense even worse than it already are. All I think about week to week when I watch defense get gashed the way they have been is I thought things were going to be different when we replaced Gruden with Rivera and Minuski with Jack Del Rio. Like, it just seems like the same mistakes are happening. They're, well, better, than they, they're better than they've been, but... God, they they just they just look lost at times. Like I was never worried about Kirk coming out having really bad games under Gruden. I knew they'd happen, but Gruden knows how to scheme quarterbacks. Where's the defense at? This is your expertise. Well, the defense shows up in the second half, ball, but it just seems like they can't do it when we kick off. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that. I mean, we're led by two former linebackers, Del Rio and Rivera, and probably the weakest part of our team right now is that position. So it's interesting because I work, I really wonder what they feel about the linebacker play. Like, I mean, I understand um, Rivera's made a few comments like they're they're not reacting or they're not filling gaps and shit, but it's going on week 11, man. At some point, you, you, you got to make some lineup adjustment. You got to switch up the scheme because to play like that versus the Lions, man, I, I've kind of I've lost a little faith in defense, man. That was that I didn't see a performance like that coming yesterday. You know who's been quiet the past two weeks? Cole Holcomb. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, AP made it, put him in the matrix yesterday. Made him crumble. I mean, AP does. I don't know if y'all called that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, please tell me y'all saw the video of AP talking to Gibson for a game, and this man got the full skull lip pack. I'm like, are you ever not dipping? My nigga, like, <laughs> I, imagine, imagine just imagine you get tackled <laughs> on the field, and you get up and you get a whole tobacco loogie on your jersey. Like, nigga, you couldn't spit this in the cups. <laughs> <laughs> AP like good tackle buckaroo. <laughs> AP old country. He's country. Oh, <laughs> country as shit, dog. <laughs> hey, speaking of country, uh, how did y'all feel about uh, Talib on the color commentary yesterday? I enjoyed I, it, man. I like. I enjoyed it. it. He he sounded like us. He sounded like us talking <laughs> in the barbershop, talking to his niggas. Like that's, that's what I'm talking Straight about. Up. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna say not even just that fact. It's that it was good to hear it from someone that wasn't a fucking quarterback. Because mm-hmm. every yeah. broadcast we get is from a yeah. fucking quarterback. Too so, many quarterbacks on that. Yeah, man. So, clearly, Tlaib knows the game. Like, just I, too many, man. I enjoyed it. And I feel like he was actually calling out some of the, like, the, the key secondary. The coverages. Yeah. Dude. I like that. What the fuck was he doing in Romo? Like, he, listen, like, this is my whole thing with when they come out who calls these games, right? I want to be learning shit from the color commentator. I want them to be able to see things that the play-by-play person or that the lame person couldn't see. Mm-hmm. They give Romo tons of credit, and Romo's very good at like, good. talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Here's why things are happening. This is why the ball went there. Mm-hmm. So he was doing all of that yesterday. I don't hear anybody calling out proper coverages during games. Two people, Tlaib and our boy Lou Riddick, Monday night. Yeah, like calling them out like hey mm-hmm. th- that ball went there because they were in this coverage that this is the weakness of that coverage. like i don't really give a fuck who's saying it just sound like you know what the hell you're talking about mm-hmm. don't give me like the same repeated lines over and over again 
or talk about the quarterback every five seconds. It's so <laughs> annoying. Like, you you know, one thing y'all should, next time y'all peep a game, when a quarterback's calling the game, see what they say after every good wide receiver catch. What a throw. What a throw. Look at the ball placement. Never, fi- never, Look never fails. <laughs> it's, I, I just, I can't stand it. Nah, I like Salih, man. I like him a lot. They, need, they needed different voices. They need different voices in these mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People were complaining about it on Twitter, though. You should have seen it. People okay, give a fuck. People on Twitter complain about everything. Ah, uh, yeah, especially Redskins uh, fans. That's the shit, yeah. Washington fans. Hey, potato, potato. They still doing the same bullshit, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, shout out Dan Helley, by the way. Yeah. Pride of Rudis High School. <laughs> the, pride, the Pride of the Washington Post. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize it was him at first. I was like, is that Dan Helley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that kind of irks me about the rush defense is too much once the running back bounces outside, there's like nobody there. How many times yesterday did you see mm-hmm. Swift just kind of like start between the A or B gap, bounce into the C and just go for 15 outside? People yeah. not doing their job when it comes to gap control, like Rivera said. It's everybody is assigned to gap in this defense. I think he pointed out to one, uh, I forget who said something about Payne said Payne did his job. He caught he was in the B gap. The A gap was specifically for Bostic. What does mm. Bostic do? He goes behind Payne. <laughs> it's just they're not playing disciplined football, man. I, I don't get it. It's not like he has bad vision. It's not like he's not extremely quick and extremely fast. Like he'll take those yards every single time if you give it to him. I don't know. It, it seems like it's it happens too often for it to just be okay. Well, Sweat and Young are not really doing their thing. Like, is this the way they're calling the defense? I don't know what defensive play that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything else on defense? Y- y'all notice anything? Yeah, what's up with our turnover situation? It is very hard if you're already a bad team because we've seen bad teams win seven, eight games in the NFL, just like out of luck of the draw. But you're not going to win fucking seven, eight games if you don't cause turnovers and you turn the ball over all the time. You already suck. You're going to be minus two every week? You're not beating anybody. They have football team, man. So, like, that's that's the one thing I'm noticing right now. I'm not seeing enough impact plays on defense, man. They're not calling holding. So, you, you don't get the benefit of, like, first and 20 no more. There's not a lot of those anymore. And there was a lot of plays I saw holding yesterday. I was screaming at television, bro. Like, damn, they're really not calling this shit no more. They are not calling holding plays. And they don't even care that people – they don't even care that they just took a rule out the game. Yeah, Bama's getting their jerseys ripped. <laughs> like, that's yeah. kind of wild. Holding it. It's just like, well, we're not calling holding anymore. And everybody's just like, all right, well, I guess holding's legal. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, think about that shit. That shit is wild. By the way – Minus seven in turnovers this year. Third worst in the league. Yeah, you got no shot, man. None. Yeah. A second straight game with no turnovers forced. Mm-hmm. Not, not going to win games being this uh, this poor as far as coaching and talent without forcing turnovers. And, uh, yeah, minus seven. That's that's a one-way ticket to two and 14, I'll tell you that much. Well, man, Rivera said he's still learning his roster, so you know, I guess we have to give him a pass. Right now. Don't know. I want to hear that shit. I do not want to hear that <laughs> shit. At he said all. what? What did that man say? 
<laughs> hey, look, Cliff, I ain't even gonna go. I'm not gonna go on him. I'm, I'm Team Rivera. But what's he mean? What's he mean? He's learning his roster. What's that mean? What? I, that's a great question. That's what they keep telling the media. So I don't know. I guess he knows what we know. Is that like what's he saying? We're in week eleven, and staff is still learning the personnel. Personnel is still learning the scheme. So things like this are going to happen, guys. We're still learning the roster. Yeah, we're learning the roster. <laughs> okay, coach. Uh... I'm giving you a break because you are a new coach and you didn't have these players over the summer. If you come out here in fall of 2021 saying this wild shit, I'm gonna have some real questions about you. That's almost it. That's it. Because, uh, oh. There's there's teams out there who are winning games who mm-hmm. also didn't have a summer. Flores didn't have a summer with his team. They're six and three. Stepnowski didn't have a summer, and he's a I will say head coach. This. They're six and three. Here's the thing, though. Here's the only thing I will say, right? Because there's a lot of conversation about what the NFL season would be like in August, right ahead of the year. Who had advantages? Who didn't have advantages? Every single playoff team currently, uh, same staff. Are you counting the Eagles in that? <laughs> yes, yes, I am counting the sorry ass Eagles in there. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, except for Stefanski. I was going to say they're six Browns? and three. Yeah, and they're six and three and tied with the Titans. Every other team is a uh, old staff uh, repeat. So, look, I don't want to hear about learning your roster because I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't either. Okay, I don't know what that means. I was told that you people watch a lot of film. That's, that's what I was told. That's what you people do for a living. You watch tons of film. You people work a lot of hours. Okay? That's what I was told. If you're going to learn only on Sundays, cool. Whatever you say, coach. Like, I don't even know, like that's where I'm at with the stuff he says. It's just like, whatever you say. Man. Like, like, I wasn't even <laughs> trying to make it like that, but I hear you. Yep. Like, what am I supposed like, coach? I don't know what that means. Yep. <laughs> you still like learn. I'm 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 they got a little grace period. That's cool. I mean, there was no offseason. You know, it's a new coach staff. They're learning. I mean, like you said, they're learning the roster. They're trying to see what they have. But come 2021, <laughs> ain't going to be no time for learning, coach. Let me tell you that right now. So, yeah. I'm hoping uh, after we get through this year, he's learned all they needed to learn about what's on this roster. Corey, I agree with you. We're going to give him a grace period. But what it sounds like is he's letting himself off the hook. Mm-hmm. Have a little accountability and just be like, you know, we're not getting it done. Mm-hmm. You couldn't walk into Apple and fuck up an iPhone rollout and be like, oh, yeah, we're still learning the staff. Fuck out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you couldn't. You could, well, <laughs> well, well, this is what I would say. There's far more accountability in his job than there is in that job at Apple. I can assure you that. <laughs> it, it, like, there ain't nobody calling into 980 saying, fire Cliff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but... But you know what, man? Look, we just gotta disregard a lot of what this coach says for now. I've taken, I've, I've took those words, and I'm, I'm. That's what I'm doing, Cliff. I've actually tried to avoid the press conferences now because I don't want to get worked up over yeah, some outlandish shit coming out of his mouth about the division, or yeah, we're still in it, or looking at these next three games that we end up losing. Like, no, I'm, I'm gonna avoid coaches' press conferences for the rest of the year. Yeah, I decided I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that with this guy anymore. Okay, he just says stuff. I gotta accept it and move on. I've accepted it. But I'm looking for hey Cliff. I'm looking forward to that ego pod at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about offense. Al Smith had played in 167 games before coming in last week. Uh, The first time in his career, he's thrown for 300 yards plus 
in two straight, which is absolutely absurd to think about. He, he's been playing for 25 years and shit, and this is the first time he's done it. Uh, career high, 390 yards. Um, you know, when I think about his performance yesterday, I think about we know what Alex Smith is, but this kind of looks like the best version of Alex Smith that we're, we're probably ever going to see again. He never looked like he was a fit in Gruden's offense. He kind of looks comfortable with Scott Turner and what he's asking him to do. He's thinking and dunking a lot. Yeah, sure. Like, I think of his 38 completions yesterday, 11 were behind the line of scrimmage, 28 of them total were less than 10 yards. But he was hitting passes down the field, like 10 of 14, 10 yards and further downfield, eight different receivers caught passes. He's spreading the ball around. He's kind of decisive. He's getting that ball out quick. We were worried about him not being able to use his legs, but the way that Scott Turner's using Alex Smith in this offense, he's, they're getting the most out of him, and they're getting the most out of this receiving core, which is underwhelming at best. Yeah, listen, man. Um... Cliff not impressed. It's not that I'm not impressed. It's like, <laughs> yo, the offense moved the ball when we were getting our asses kicked. Right, like, and I'm sure it's when a lot of those downfield throws were occurring. Right, like I remember a couple third ones that he had thrown the ball downfield. I can almost assure you that if it was seven zero, he wouldn't have thrown those passes. I'm not going to be mean about Alex. He looks okay, all things considered. I just feel like we're being very lenient on the coach and the quarterback in a way that we would not normally be. Like all things considered, that's how I would put it. I don't think Alex Smith would be like would like being treated like some sort of charity case. That's all I will say. He played okay. He played great when we got behind. But how much can I put into a quarterback when we're down fucking 24? I used to see Blake Bortles do this shit. Mm-hmm. It can't be that fucking hard for those NFL quarterbacks. I mean, we used to see the A-card do this a lot. If we're being honest about it, I'm not even trying to, like, destroy Alex, but, I mean, I'm not overly impressed i mean he played well it's not he didn't win us the game i mean he didn't lose us the game either but i'm not really that impressed by the amount of dinking and dunking and passes behind the line of scrimmage that we did like we didn't really make any plays downfield till like cliff said we was 24 to 3 i mean we had that first drive it was decent but even in the first drive of the game that we had in the game it was still primarily dinking and dunking so yeah i mean it's i don't think it's anything to get excited over i mean for him obviously where he was at a year ago i mean that's good for him and great comeback story and all that, but as far as the team itself, I mean, I wasn't overly impressed with the play of the quarterback yesterday. I mean, I, I just wasn't. Usually I agree with you guys on a lot of things on this podcast. And I'm not saying that Alex Smith had some amazing day, but I'm going to give Alex credit where credit is due. Let's go back to 2018. Yeah, it was a different coaching staff. It was different circumstances where you had guys like, I don't know, Michael Floyd catching passes and shit. Yeah, he looked off. Yesterday, he didn't really look off yet, but he's dinking and dunking. But this is what I meant when I said the max version of Alex Smith. Like, he's going to dink and dunk, but he wasn't even doing that two years ago, I feel like. How many I mean, he wasn't throwing 55 passes a game two years ago, though. Right. I mean, like, that's yeah, fair. Like, listen, 35, 38 of 55 for, like, what do you throw for, like, 390? 390? 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 7.1 average. He did not do any more or any less than we can ask of Alex. That's all I can say about Alex Smith's performance yesterday, right? He was about as I expected. A lot of his, the, a lot of like the raw numbers are because we were down twenty four points. I am actually very curious, and not that I even think that this is like some sort of correlation. 
But I wonder for him in particular, I guarantee if that guy throws 40 passes, you've probably lost the game. I'm like, sure in his career. I can't think, yeah, yeah, I can't think there are too many games where Alex mm-hmm. is throwing more than 30 passes, 35 passes, and his team is one. That's probably mm-hmm. a it's a, an immediate red flag that you mm-hmm. have lost this game and probably been down a lot if he threw 55 passes. She had made a good point on his um on his radio show today. Basically, they're probably considering those a lot of those Deacon Dunks. I mean, obviously, we we watch a lot of football. Obviously, a lot of those Deacon Dunks is basically our run game. Yeah. If we're being honest about it, because Gibson again only had 13 carries. McKissick had eight. So it's like that Deacon Dunk behind the line of scrimmage is really to Scott Turner. That's his that's his run play. Second and six, second and five. You know what I mean? That's yeah. maybe that's yeah. what he thinks. Maybe that's how he schemes it up. See, I understand like the thought process behind like when people say that. And I'm cool with that. But we also, how can you move the ball? How can this team, given its limitations, move the ball without play action? How? It's crazy, man. How? I don't think We're not going to get any passes down the field without play action. All the NFL football we've all watched, me personally, I don't think I've ever seen an offense with this lack of a play action game. Like, play action is one of the most friendly things to your offense let alone an offense that doesn't have many weapons. like Right. But obviously, if the running game is not a threat, you really don't have a play action. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, Corey. Like, all evidence says it doesn't matter if you run the ball well. Play action has, like, no correlation to whether you run the ball well or not, right? Play To me, it looks like play action is something that helps, in particular, bad offenses are helped by play action. So my like on one end, yeah, okay, it's an extension of the run. But two, first down is a very good play action passing down. And if all we're doing is throw is making sure that we're getting four yards, five yards on little checkdowns, we ain't doing that all game. I like there's no fucking chance. You need to be targeting number 17 down the field. Did he, how many targets did he have down the field yesterday, Paul? I mean, I know he had on that uh, that corner route on that uh, last drive. That was for a good, like, 25 yards. I, I know that's one for sure. Gotcha. That might have been um, the only one. I, and that's probably it. Because the slant that he had when he had his big game, that was – I mean, that was a slant. So Right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Cliff, you're right. We don't take no shots downfield. I don't give a shit. I don't care if he's double-teamed or not. With right. the, like, you, you have to give him an opportunity to make a play. And if he doesn't make the play, you hoping that maybe he gets a flag or draws a flag. Like maybe if you don't think they will field, throw a flag. They will, but we don't even we don't even attempt to <laughs> right. do it. Right, you don't even try it. They should be taking more shots. The last thing I'll say about it is if the, if the shots aren't there, then what do you actually want them to do? If he's checking the ball down and dinking and dunking and doing this little thing, which is an extension of the run game uh, I've seen, where has a receiver that doesn't move for the first couple seconds of play, and if, if nothing's open, then he just throws it up to the sideline. The guy will take the five or six yards. That's Alex Smith's lane. That's what he's going to do for you. I would rather him do that than take shots that aren't there downfield because you don't really have threats downfield like that. I can hear you on that, but are we even scheming up any type of downfield attempts? You know what I'm saying? I just I just thought of one where um, Cam Sims had the fade route down the sideline, I believe, Yeah. that Alex had. I guess that was an attempt downfield, but – are we scheming up a deep, you know, like we used to see McLaurin run those deep post routes versus the Eagles last year or 
like that corner route, like you said he had yesterday late in the fourth quarter. Where is that shit in the first quarter? Like, hey, I, just, you know, I, I don't see it. You know who got a deep shot in that last drive? Hmm. Jeff Bidet. I was like, what are you doing on he the did. field? That play had no chance. Uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> but, this, but what I was what I was saying about the passing game, though, is not because it's not that every single time he throws a dump off, it's an extension of the passing game. But you can see on specific plays where it's like, this ball is being snapped and being immediately dumped off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, if you're not going to be doing any play action, and I don't even know where we rank in the league right now in terms of action. I, I should look it up. So if we're not running play action, we are not a good running team. You are purposely just putting yourself in second and eight. It's if us being in second and seven is some sort of lucrative operation. How are you going to score points? We seem to only be able to move the ball if we're completely trailing in a game. I mean, coach always says, take what the defense gives you. So, you know, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> I ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm tr- no, seriously, I'm trying not to kill Rivera. But, Cliff, to your point, like, I feel like they're telling them that. I, I understand that's what Alex always did. But they're like, yeah, go ahead, take the dump off. Take this quick two. Let's get us in a second and an eight. You know, you know we're going to run it on second down, so then we have a third and five. Like, I feel like that's what their game plan is because we, I don't think either one of us have identified the identity of this offense yet. So maybe it is on the first couple of plays. Look, quarterback, take the take the dump off, take the dink and dunk. We'll get a couple yards. We'll get the third five. We're the third in favor. Maybe that's their goal. But, but that's what's crazy to me. Like, how could your offensive game plan be to – throw dump offs to your running backs. How's that your identity? It's crazy. I, I mean, I hear you, but I mean, I don't know because I haven't figured out the identity of the offense yet. We don't run the ball. We don't play action. Paul, have you figured out the game plan or the offensive? What, what's our identity offensively? Because I damn sure haven't, and it's about to be week 11. Nah. And, okay. and we're going to talk about the lack of a running game next because that was highly disappointing to see them not run the ball against a team that can't stop. One of the worst rush defenses in the league. Yeah. By the way, uh, they're 18th in play action the fuck yeah middle of the pack so not not as bad as you thought they're fifth i think what one two three four no i'm sorry sixth in rpos uh who, i'm interested who's the worst play action team oh yeah pittsburgh ben ain't moving for shit uh they have 20 play action plays the entire season through yeah got ben though got ben don't need him yep yeah <laughs> ben slinging yep no but he just like knows where the ball's supposed to go yep. yeah Right, like we don't need like, and you don't suck. <laughs> you know, you like this isn't to say that anybody any QB that needs play action sucks, but like Kirk needs play action. If you don't got play action, Kirk ain't moving the ball out here, folks. I used to, I was reading like over the off season that Mahomes, Mahomes was like one of the only QBs in the league whose whose passer rating goes down when he's throwing after play action. Really? Yeah. Like Mahomes is that's what that's how you know Mahomes is incredible. It's like some of the stuff that like bad that makes bad QBs good makes him worse. Like it's like it's some sort of like reverse thing. Like he's too good for play action essentially. He prefers that five to seven drop. All right. Uh Tim McLaurin, uh the first time in his career he's been over hundred total yards in back to back games. Uh had ninety five air, twenty seven on the ground. He continues to be a dog. Desmond Trufant had no answer for him yesterday. Straight dog. Your thoughts? <laughs> Would love it Bad if he fumble. got more targets. Bad fumble, though. 
That fumble was no good, man. Yeah, was it a fumble? Uh, was it a fumble? Like an incomplete pass to me. I don't think he fumbled that shit. I, don't think I thought it was an incomplete pass. I'm thinking either it's incomplete cliff or he's down. The knee is down. I yeah. I, for me, that's an incomplete pass. But he doesn't even drop passes for him. Yeah, like he don't. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why I feel like the whole fan base when he fumbled was like, "Damn, damn, Terry." We weren't mm-hmm. even mad. We were like, "Damn." Yeah, you're not gonna win. You you're fumbling. Oh, we oh, we know <laughs> we in for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I noticed about Terry? And I far be it for me to criticize the way he plays his game because he's an outstanding football player. He's not really a hands catcher. He a straight body catcher, but he just catches everything though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he catch that shit however he want to catch it, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he plays, I mean, I hear you though. Don't get me wrong. He don't got them like. Them D-hop hands like we saw yeah, last year. He ain't got them glue mitts. Yeah, you know? but that right. boy's still a cold killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys see that clip from a couple weeks ago when his wide receiver coach from Ohio State was talking about when he was recruited? Uh, did I send y'all that clip? Mm-mm. So Terry showed up at Ohio State camp, I guess, the summer before he was to enroll there. Was it a preferred walk-on? Is the correct term? Yeah. Walk-on. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, this guy can't catch, but he has heart. You want to give this? You want to offer this guy? No. Like, say he almost fired him on the spot. He was like, please, I see it in this guy. I see he's going to work hard. Offer him. He was like, listen, I'm not going to offer you, but you go home for a month. You work on your hands and come back. I might offer you a scholarship. Say he went home for a month. His mom was throwing him passes every single day at his house. He said he came back a month later, and he still couldn't catch, but, like, they were like, we're going to offer you anyway because you went home. It's clear you worked on what I want, what Kirsch Urban Meyer wanted you to do, yada, yada. Like, pretty much he got a scholarship based on just being the person that Terry McLaurin is, like the guy who's going to work hard, the leadership, and the fact that he was going to get better by just working on things they told him to work on. Work hard guy, hustle guy, make plays guy. Yeah, he's not a natural hands catcher. He's fucking a four. Not only is he run a four three, he is also incredibly quick. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he does not get more reverses to run. Mm-hmm. But what can I say, Scott Turner? What can I say? And he's also incredibly hard to tackle in open field. This man breaks yep. more tackles than just about any wide receiver I can think of. Yeah. That might be one of our best picks or late round, mid round picks in quite some time, man. That one of the best. He went from like being supposed to be your special teams ace to your best player on your offense. One of that is the best draft pick of our lifetime. I would be surprised if Gibson ended up being that level of player. I'm not saying he's gonna make an all pro. He is an all pro talent. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Trent Williams was an all pro talent. I'm not saying he's like a Trent Williams level, but some people need to fucking relax. But <laughs> that is the best draft pick. Period. That I can think of. There's like not even a question. Like, we didn't take him top five. He was not a slam dunk pick. We drafted a third round pick who we didn't think was going to contribute. And not only does he fucking contribute, he is an absolute dog. Mm-hmm. That's never happened for us. Never happens. Shout out Kyle, man. Mm-hmm. Cam Sims had another decent day. I think he's continues to prove that he should be the opposite uh, receiver of Terry McLaurin. Uh, Steve Simpson, uh, not so much. He, he's been real quiet. 
I think that he's kind of like losing snaps now to Isaiah Wright. I think Wright kind of fits more what they want to do. I, but honestly, I, I don't know what Steve Sims' problem is right now. It looks like he's still a little bit banged up. He hasn't looked right since he's been back. I mean, are we sure it's a problem or are we sure it's the offensive coordinator? And I'm not trying to even kill Scott, but maybe, like you said, they might prefer Isaiah in their scheme, but Steve needs to be on the field, man, for a team that lacks weapons. Like, we saw something with Steve, with Steve Sims last year, so that's up to Scott Turner to figure that shit out. I mean, I, I think Steve didn't see as many snaps yesterday because you saw a lot of 41 and 24 in the field at the same time, especially in the second half. But they were going empty almost every single play in, in those last couple of drives, and it was always 24, 41, 17, Logan Thomas and, and Isaiah Wright. Was I, thought he played a, I thought he played a little bit more yesterday. He did. He did. He did. He five passes. Yeah, he had five catches, five for 46. He had six dropped, targets. He, had a, he dropped a couple. Mm-hmm. With this receiver core, I mean, obviously we need another receiver, but I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if they went in next year have McLaurin, Wright, Sims, Sims, and then you found another A one talent in free agency. Like I'd be okay with that. What? No, absolutely not. At Look, your receivers? The, listen, I mean, how many how many receivers Sims are you to bring in though? Clint? Sims Jr. and Isaiah Wright are like you are gonna barely make this team if you make it next year. Well, we would have said Cam that about Sims. Cam, but see, but Cliff, this is the thing. You can't say that. Then we out here praising Cam Sims. He's no, no, no. two years of being on practice squad, getting cut and shit. No, no. I am saying, I, I say Steve Sims. The way it's looking right now, Steve Sims, Isaiah Wright, you're going to have to lie. There are going to be people there to take your spot next year. You have to win your spot. You're, I cannot come back with these, these people being relied upon. No way. But what I'm saying not. is, if you got it, you're what I'm saying is, you're adding an A1 talented receiver, whether that be free agency or draft. And I'm anticipating you're adding another tight end because clearly you don't have one right now. I would be okay if they just brought in a stud receiver and you still have McLaurin. McLaurin ultimately, ultimately be your two. Cam Sims, you wouldn't be okay with, if, if Cam so, Sims is brought to your three. You're not gonna get or, everything next offseason. That's just not or, gonna happen. You have, you, so you are now naming Cam Sims a starting wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, Paul just said he earned the right to, to start opposite McLaurin. So what you mean? I mean, he earned the right year. to start on this team, this current roster. So what y'all saying is next year you wouldn't you wouldn't anticipate Cam Sims being a, car, a part of this uh, receiver core? You've got plenty more to prove. It's possible. It's two weeks, bro. But that's what I'm saying. They're young. So maybe it just took time for Cam Sims to get in his groove and he just finally got his opportunity. I am not saying right. Good again. I'm not, not I'm not saying Cam Sims, you not you're not on the team. I'm saying you if you are on this team, you, it's gotta be it's like a fourth or a fifth. We cannot go into next, but unless he has a huge, like a very good stretch the rest of this season. You cannot go in the next season relying upon those three. There's just no way. Like, this is – you. I think you're lowering the bar for these guys. These guys are getting opportunities. We are still one of the worst offices in the league. I mean, I hear you, but I'm, I'm, ex- I'm anticipating them getting a tight end one and another wide receiver one slash wide receiver two. And clearly, Wright Sims Jr. would not be on the field that much if you ended up making those moves. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're going to come out next year and we're relying upon, you know, Isaiah Wright being the three. That's not right. what I'm saying. But these guys got to prove that they should even be in the NFL. I mean, I sure. So that's why they got, another, so they got another seven games to prove themselves. Yeah. I'm just saying how we didn't give up on Cam Sims. I wouldn't 
give up on Sims Jr. or Isaiah Wright just yet. Because if Keaton Sims keeps it up, yeah, but, but Corey, he's showing th- potential. One thing you also have to remember, Corey, is that even if they add two more receivers next year, let's say they add one through free agency and they add one through the draft, they're also going to be competing with guys that were drafted here like AGG and Kevin Harmony if they're still around. So right. just think about that as well. I mean, yeah, that's all of the, hey, that's all the factor. That room will be very different next year. Oh, Some sure, of you yeah. might not even be NFL players. Sims Jr. and I was saying, Ryan, you need to prove that. I think you can, someone catching a couple of passes. Uh, nah, nah. You, you are, this is the worst position on, group on our football team, man. Yeah. You're the worst position group on one of the worst teams in the league. Damn, worse than the linebackers? Yeah. Yeah. As Shit, a whole. At least, at least the receivers got McLaurin. Well, we got a linebacker. Yeah, but you know what? Look, when on the linebacker group, we can take linebackers off the field, right? Like, we can just be like, well, we're going to play KPL and we're going to move someone in. After McLaurin, are these guys even NFL players, Corey? Like, that's the difference in the position. I I, I hear you. That's the difference in the position. But right now, go ahead, my fault. The guys in the linebacker group, some of those guys have been in the league multiple years. Boston's been in the league. Some of them should long. probably be out the league right now. No, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. It's not all no. right. Well, because Boston will get signed elsewhere immediately. The guys have been getting signed by teams immediately. Everything got cut. Right. Shit, I gotta go to Google. I gotta verify that. <laughs> like, nah, let me right. No, he's, like, he's been on multiple teams, right? KPL, multiple yeah. teams. I we cannot be so certain Cam Sims, sorry, not Cam Sims, that Steve Sims Jr. and Isaiah Wright will be in the league. Four years from now, let alone, let alone next year. To follow up on that point, though, I mean, they've been on Team Cliff, but there's a reason why they keep going from skipping from team to team to team. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I mean, I, I, don't, get, don't get me wrong what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not denying what you're saying. Like, yes, the receiving room could use an upgrade, but me personally, I think the worst position group on this team is the linebackers. I think they're absolutely pathetic. They're you say not that now. Where's Marco? Where Marco Mitchell go after he played here? I mean, well, shit, we got a laundry list of bums that we had. That's all I'm the saying. Like, we, the, some of these guys are only playing. In that wide receiver group, like you're only on the field because we've decided not to field an NFL group of wide receivers. Well, that's so- no, and I and that sounds fucked up, but listen, man. <laughs> these are we got a couple undrafted guys who were who've been in the league less than two years playing. No doubt. Think about that, man. Three undrafted wide receivers in that group. Well, the GM said he wanted to see what he had, so. Three. Is there any team in the league you take their top four on the depth chart wide receiver? Three of them are undrafted. Shit, what New England looking like? <laughs> it's like, oh no. I know they got the kill, but New England not known for having receivers like that top drafted. I mean, that's a whole I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not they, you know they, I hear what you're saying though, but un, three undrafted? They might be close. I don't know what the hell they're doing in New England, but well, let's let's talk about uh the running game for a little bit because the Lions gave up 150 yards on the ground. And l- let me just go through some of our running backs uh, stat lines yesterday. Gibson, 13 of 45, two tutties, 3.5 per carry. McKissick had eight carries for six yards, 0.8 yards per carry. Peyton Barber, who somehow started the game, had two for 7.5 yards a carry. All put together, that's 23 of 58, 2.5 yards a carry for the game. That is what you call Pathetic. They were not committed to running that ball at all for the most part. Um, I I can't complain because they got back in the game on Alex's arm. 
but the lack of commitment to the, the lack of commitment to the run game the second week in a row is kind of just like I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Look, man, I don't want to be known as a guy that's hating on the coaching staff, but again, <laughs> this goes back to before the you hate on the coaching staff. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but on our last pod, we discussed what is Detroit's weakness? Their run defense is fucking garbage. And what did we do? We went out there and did the complete opposite in attacking their run game. It's like, like I said earlier, maybe Scott Turner just feels these little dump offs is his run game. But with the back, like Antonio Gibson, who looks like he's starting to get comfortable, like I feel like he's starting to see the holes a little bit better. Obviously, he missed some on Sunday, but at some point, you just got to feed this kid the ball, man. So we know for sure, okay, he could go in the next season and be our RB1. Like, all that Swiss Army knife talk, I, I feel like they're not using this kid enough, whether it's running or catching the ball out of the backfield. But specifically for the run, we're, we're not – we just don't have a run game. I don't know what coach's game plan is as far as a run game. I don't know if we're a zone scheme, power scheme. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why Barber's still getting carries. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. Even though it was only a two for seven, I just don't even want to see him on the field. I'm sorry. That's where I'm at with it. Gibson needs to be getting the ball. They need to hand him the ball. Period. And I'm going to walk back something I said last week. Gibson really kind of let me down yesterday because he really wasn't seeing the hole at all. There's a couple instances where he didn't cut it back when he should have. He's learning. I know he's learning. Okay. So no, what no, about no. the eight carries for six yards that JD got? Well, let's be fair. Like minus 12 on reverse. So that that's part of it. <laughs> but Yo, I hear keep you. Try, I keep trying to help Scott out, bro. No, I'm not even trying to help Scott out. Cause I, I still do think that Gibson needs his touches. But when you're missing holes, like for example, we sent Dwayne to the bench for missing open receivers. We're gonna say Gibson keeps missing holes, but we have to give him more carries. Is I mean, this same, is also he's he's learning a new position. We knew that was gonna happen. That's true. That's true. But what you didn't anticipate was having somebody like JD McKissick in there that's doing it at a higher level right now. Which is wouldn't leave McKissick to Cliff because I know how Cliff feels about McKissick. McKissick's okay. <laughs> but like but that's my whole point. If if McKissick's okay. So but if you're out here giving the ball to McKissick for fucking 20 touches, then you're probably one of the worst football teams in the league. That's all. And I'm not even trying to kill McKissick because I, I like McKissick as a third down back. I think he could be great, but yeah, I hear you, Paul. And I, I'll take into consideration the, the 12 that he lost in reverse, but I would <laughs> rather give those eight, those eight carries to Gibson. I mean, I understand you got to mix it up so you don't become predictable, but I just want to see more touches in the run game. He's only going to learn by getting more touches. And if this is a learning year, like they've told us, then give him the ball so he can learn. He's going to miss some holes. So hopefully in 2021, he doesn't miss those. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I wonder, come this time next year, what he's going to be doing, Gibson. I, I think this ideally, if, if if they had a fully stocked roster, would Gibson be their running back one, or would he be more of a Curtis Samuel type player who does both? You know? What you mean? He's a, he's a big dude, though, man. Gibson's a physical he, back. He's a big dude, but if you had, let's just say he were part of a committee, and your other back were a really good running back one, would you be forcing carries to Gibson, or would you have Gibson doing kind of a jack-of-all-trades, Swiss Army knife sort of role in your offense, where he's not only your like your running back one, he's also like your slot receiver one, something like that. I don't know. 
Yeah, but you, but dog, what look? What number is he wearing? You know what I'm saying? Like they view him as a running back. Yep. They like they're that. not. They're not budging on that. Mm-hmm. He's playing running back. They're not going to move him around. At least not at this point. They don't plan to move him around the way people might like. They're not moving there. Well, shit, because so, they told us they was going to move. Remember the Swiss Army knife? That's what they told us. Yeah, but but apparently I don't think he's ready for all that. I guess. Like, so as far as where is he going to be next year? He should be the starting running back. Absolutely. The guy fucking breaks tackles. And I can't think of too, especially early in the game on some of his runs. Yeah, tough yards he, yesterday, man. He was getting six, seven yards. Tough mm-hmm. yards. Those were two-yard runs. Yep. Yeah. He absolutely has the ability to be a, a good running back. Like, he flashes so often where it's like, damn, dog. Like, he, this he man does. Really could, he could mm-hmm. be, like, a top five, top seven back if he just works his shit out. And, of course, yesterday is, is discouraging because he's missing holes and stuff like that, and you can't really do that in a running back as a running back, especially when this team doesn't have the talent for you to afford to be missing holes like that. But is there a better way to use him than he's being used now, which exclusively is, as a running back? He does split out sometimes, but, you know, I, I just wonder if, what's the optimal way to use somebody like Antonio Gibson. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm with you. I think that's one of those things where the offense being – as short on talent as it is, also confines Gibson is what I'm starting to think. You know what I mean? I think someone like Gibson, if we had a a more talented offense, he would stand out even more. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think it's just hard for us to use him in all that full capacity. Because you're lacking in so many other areas. Yeah, you're just lacking talent. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Officer Line. Officer Line looked all right yesterday. Only gave up two sacks. Uh, Jerron Christian was ruled out before the game, and then you end up losing Cornelius Lucas. I think yeah, in the fourth sucked. quarter. I was like, oh boy, him. here comes Davis Sharp. I, for a second, I had to think like, who is our third tackle now? I forgot mm-hmm. all about the trade. Uh, he looked okay. I mean, there was some uh, he did? iffy moments. There was some iffy moments. He kept yeah, he scared out there. The pass pro. The minute he came on the field. Pass pro went downhill the rest of the night. Plus, you knew it was going to go downhill when we had to put Moses at left. They didn't trust Sharp plates left. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, we're yeah. in trouble. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like I said, I, it wasn't great. It, it, some of it was flimsy, but Alex stayed up right. I mean, that's all that really matters, right? Good to see Morgan Moses take on a challenge going to the left side, though. He was all right. Everson Griffin blew past him on one, but Morgan went over there <laughs> held his own on the left side. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. No, I, I give 76 some love. Cliff ain't giving him no love. We <laughs> lost. We lost. <laughs> it's like we lost even left you, back. I don't feel like the O line played all that great. If I'm being frank, and some of that might be because of Alex's mobility limitations. We didn't Not run the ball particularly great, game. right? Like you didn't run block well. I don't feel like the path pro was as good as. As, as least early on in the game, I didn't feel like the pass throw was all that good um, the first half. Again, I feel like we just got to start separating our team's games, man. Like, how much stock should I be putting into how we look in the second half of the games? I don't know. I think we need to focus more on the first half because that's who we really are. Yeah. The record shows it. By the way, you guys see we tried to uh, claim Pat Elfline from the uh, Vikings. 
Oh, the guard. Yeah. We, Who got him? The Jets did. Damn. Yeah, the Jets, the Ravens, us, the Bears, the Dolphins, and Jack all put in waiver claims. Fucking I mean, Vikings cut him. Have you seen their own line? They cut him. <laughs> that tells you he stinks. But they did also just draft that boy Ezra Cleveland that's starting and looking all right. Yeah, they like cut that. him, Paul. <laughs> two I hear you. Left. I hear you. <laughs> but there's two months uh, left. The Vikings also are in tank mode. Nah, they're not. Are, are they, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't get on that. Nah, nah, I, it's not even that. This is this is a get fired year. They're not taking nothing. Who's getting fired? Take? What do you mean? The fucking head coach. He's not going nowhere. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Go take the quarterback with him. I, I do see a couple of Vikings fans posting uh, Zach Wilson jersey swaps. No, it, they have it, a it, GoFundMe page for Cousins' contract. <laughs> to buy <laughs> Let me stop. Hey, we warned you. Hey, we warned you. Hey, man, warned we you. did. I ain't going to harp on it too much, but we we, we told everyone. But, hey. Send yourselves with water. Hard head. I told you. Mm-hmm. Did either one of you doubt for a second that Prayer was going to miss that 59-yarder? I knew I knew he was making that joint from the second they completed that pass to play before. I was like, "Well, nope, that's game over. Game's over." Told you. Even, when that even, started, I knew it was over. It was a even, wrap. Even when they kicked the, the ball and that joint was kind of like nothing to the left at first, I was like, "That joint's about to curve right back." Mm-hmm. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the chase play. We didn't. Uh, I mean, it's a penalty. I mean, I mean, it's an unacceptable play. He can't do that. He knows he can't flop. do that. That's a flop. I mean, but still, I mean, Cliff, I'm a thousand percent with you. It was a hundred percent of flop. Stafford does that. He he does all that shit very well when it comes to flopping and turning around to the ref and crying for the penalty immediately. But Chase can't put him in that put himself in that situation either. The ball was already out. Just let it go. I know you're frustrated because you haven't you haven't got home all day, but come on. Like we're talking about like a two-hand touch. Mm-hmm. No. Stafford's like, uh-huh. No, like. Just the flopping in the NBA has got out of hand. The flopping I have seen in the NFL this year is at a record level. Yeah. Like, whether it's like the post-whistle shit, which mm-hmm. you're now seeing now more than ever, guys flopping after the whistle, it's the shit is disgraceful. Yeah, man. The shit where guys are running towards the sideline and somebody barely touches them and they fly into the fucking players on the sideline and they get a flag. Tyreek does that shit to perfection with the Chiefs. <laughs> and Mahomes, I see Mahomes start doing that shit too. They all, their whole team does it. <laughs> like what Chiefs did yesterday? What's going on? No, you shouldn't have touched him. No question. Mm-hmm. You are talking about two hand touch. This man flew into his right, t- his left tackle. Like what's going on in this league? This is the same league where they, these people clown at NBA players for flop. Clown mm-hmm. soccer players. These guys are flopping at a disgraceful level right now. They starting to embrace it. <laughs> it is wild. It's like the fact that you can flop on a play like that and it's not a larger story in a league where flopping wasn't a thing before. It's a new wave though, Cliff. I've seen Stafford do that several times and he always gets the flag. Yep. Not saying he's the only one that does it, but Stafford has perfected that flop. That shit is. Well, I mean, the league has kind of allowed them to have this uh, avenue to flopping because as soon as 
somebody takes one step and lays a hand on you, it doesn't matter if it's a violent hand or not. If I flop, I'm getting that flag, 15 yards. Oh, City Charles. Got to talk about City uh, Charles. Yeah, that sucks. God damn. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, it's a dagger. Two plays That's- for an entire season from a fourth-round pick that you thought could have been your starting left tackle. Or I mean, it's still part of we can't get down on him too hard. I mean, it sucks that he wasn't able to play. Obviously, he's, but he's fortunate for him. Sadiq, what? He just turned twenty-one, right? He's a young kid, so I mean, yeah. hopefully, with having an actual offseason next year and he gets healthy from the surgery, then they'll be able to see what he got. I mean, obviously, it would help if he had game film, but I don't yeah. think it's, we can't get too discouraged. Just obviously, get better from the surgery, bro. It's, nah, it's, it's unfortunate. The discouraging part is just that you thought going into the year that. He would play, and maybe the team would be bad, but at least you have a year on tape to evaluate him. Now no, no. You, you have no idea what you're going to do at left tackle next year, and you can't even say, oh, it'll be Charles because you haven't seen him on film at all. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. I, it, it just sucks. I, it's a, a lost year. Yeah, man. Lost year, man. And Definitely. I can't think of too many guys here outside of Chris Thompson whose career started off this way that ended up working out. Man. Yeah. And Sadiq has a lot of potential, man. But. I think maybe Morgan Moses, but Morgan Moses sort of started his career bummy above all else. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of too many guys whose careers we drafted them, they came here, they started off their career injured, yeah. and shit got better. Nah, outside of Chris Thompson, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, let's hope he gets healthy. I mean, he got all season coming. You know, hopefully we'll have some normalcy next year. But we'll see. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, just players uh, from this team that have been drafted recently that were high draft picks and that just didn't play at all their first year. I, like Geis comes to mind, Doxon comes to mind, uh, City Charles comes to mind. Uh, is there anybody else notable that I'm forgetting? I mean, those are three. Who's your Cravens? Sue? Who's your man, Cravens? Well, I mean, Cravens. That's your man. Well, Who's eight, that guy? That's Corey's man. Yeah, I will say, yeah. <laughs> what the hey. hell? Nah, hey, stand by, stand by your light skinned man, dog. Yeah, don't try to pass that man <laughs> off. Right, nah, that's, uh, that's that's Corey's man. All, man. all you fan base was hype when he made that pick versus Eli. Niggas, it's like, nah, let me chill. Too bad was the only play he made. <laughs> the only play. All you caramel niggas got to stick together, man. Don't don't, do, don't bail your man now. Come on. <laughs> Nigga made one play. Oh my god. They started, they started tweeting like a thought. <laughs> remember when he had a concussion Paul when he put the video up <laughs> no, no, what did you doing remember, remember Paul had him as the uh, the picture the picture it was all downhill when he this man showed up <laughs> on on Instagram <laughs> sorry this man showed up on Instagram on Twitter with the fucking nerd frames on like mm-hmm. I need corrective lenses I was like this guy he's like they said I had a concussion and I was like, <laughs> like man you'll sit your dumb ass down somewhere <laughs> <laughs> He's always doing the most, man. It's dumb shit. Honestly, it was over when he saw him with with me, Khalifa. Same thing with Geist. Oh, yeah. That's the kiss of death. Yo, red flags. You want to hear something wild? Yeah, I remember when Garoppolo signed that deal. Sorry, when he got traded to the... Yeah, when he he got traded to the 49ers and he signed that deal. Remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that, like, same week, the first time they spotted him out? Yep, I remember that joint. He's one of the the elite bops. Mm-hmm. He's a porn star, dog. <laughs> and I was like, dog, if this ain't a QB red flag, oh my god, there ain't a Q. If it, if we give you the bag, and you go on a date with a porn star, within a week of the bag being received, these are red flags for your quarterback, man. 
Oh, they will be in the market for a quarterback next year. Believe yeah. Should have done a whole lot for since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he when we seen with me Khalif, it was like, oh, remember I told y'all in the chat. I was like, this on this social media stuff. This guy, oh, shit. you ain't really done nothing. We don't even know who you are, dog. This is Washington oh. D.C. You played at USC, right? Under like Clay Helton or some shit. <laughs> you don't know who the fuck you are. Like fuck you, Clay Helton. So, <laughs> like who do you play for, Lane? Who the fuck are you playing <laughs> for? He played for Sarkeesian. So you play for Sarkeesian, drunk ass. Uh-huh. Come over uh-huh. here. We don't really know you. Right, you weren't a star player, but you were acting like a star here. Indeed, he was. Had a nerve to put on that three six. And guys did the same thing. You had mm-hmm. the three six. We should have known, dog. Mm-hmm. Just like Landon for real. Like, why are you so pressed oh about wearing this number, dog? Thank God we didn't get him that. Jesus, you almost gave him that number. Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> Did you fucking imagine if we had given him that number? Hey, we would have started every pod. You would have heard me flambe in his ass. Oh, my gosh. Flambe, it had been the most disrespectful. <laughs> Maybe we should have. He'd have played better. Maybe. Shit, speaking of that, we might. We, we should have known it was a red flag when Dwayne had to ask Dyson for the seven. Hey. If, we, if we're being honest about it. He carried him. This seven, he carry bro. Him? You got to yeah. earn this shit. Did he carry him? Yeah, he carried. Yeah, that was definitely a red flag. Yep. Yeah. We gotta do better at not ignoring red flags. So I think as a fan base, we just kind of just look the other way. I mean, I don't want to get too much into guys, but there were red flags, and everybody oh, yeah. was saying it, and we just kind of just said, "Okay, whatever you say, man." He, he's but we a dog. didn't know all that shit, though. Right, right. We like that was the we red didn't know. flags. Red yeah. flag wise, how could I have known? Yeah. Cause yeah, I would right? say, you know, and I was a big guy, so I would have said, "Hell no, what?" Yeah. That's how I feel when it comes to all. Like my thing with off the field when it comes to football players is, it depends on what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Some things we not. Oh, you got in a bar fight and you beat the shit out of some nigga. Uh, did you pull a gun out? No. Okay. You smoking a little weed on campus? All right, nigga. right. <laughs> you smoke some weed like my man Tunsil. All right, gas, <laughs> hey, you out here like gas, gas. <laughs> you out here like choking women, dog. Yeah, nah, that's nah, yeah. son. I can't fuck with you on that. You can't be nah. We can't mm-hmm. have that. And it's not. Nah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, sure. But, but listen, look, these college football programs, these niggas, the goddamn mm-hmm. GB, they make yep. everybody's problems go away when they're in college. Mm-hmm. There's shit that these teams. Don't like unless you have. I would have spies if I was a football program, nigga. We got we're NFL team. We have people everywhere. Like Denzel, I spies on all your asses. If I'm like, yo, we're <laughs> real we're shit though, Cliff. That's like, real. We're like, yo, we're interested in player X. We're gonna put them on the board. Mm-hmm. We are spying. Not I don't want to say spying. That's a little harsh because you know George Steinbrenner did. George Steinbrenner literally did spy on David Winfield and got suspended for it. I remember real that. shit. Spy on that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so we will be finding out as much about you as possible. Definitely. We ain't know. We didn't know. Sue didn't really fuck with football like that. That's right. We should have known. But we, we gonna be out, so we gonna be out here like Jerry Richardson with Cam Newton. No tattoos. No. 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 Not. It's not even that. I'm just fucking bitching. But the, the funny thing is, we did know, guys. We knew yeah. this shit. There's no way y'all can't tell. These, that team can tell me they ain't know this shit about guys. Right. No way. Mm-hmm. They just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did know that Sue Cravens went AWOL uh, at least once. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when he was at USC, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to question somebody loves football when they go AWOL. I mean, mm-hmm. people got a lot of things going on in their lives. We get that. But, like, mm, I mean, am I spending a second-round pick on you? Yeah, probably not. And you're a tweener? We don't even know what position you're going to play. Mm-hmm. That's where our dumbass coordinators. Right. <laughs> Manassi got him in the box weighing 215 pounds. Right. He's like, yeah. you remind me of LeVon Kirkland. What? You don't sit your <laughs> dumbass. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> 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 hey, 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 real quick, real quick. Y'all see this Antonio Brown story? Hey, Antonio Brown was accused last month by the community in which he lives of destroying a security camera and throwing a bicycle at a security guard on October 15th in Miami. They about to cut this on Monday, citing a police report. This Hollywood police department decided they had probable cause to charge Brown with criminal mischief, he a cut. misdemeanor, but the president of the... They did, yeah, they declined to press charges. Mm. Wait, but she so- told them, but according to the report, the president, Sylvia Berman, told the police she feared Brown may retaliate against her employees. What have Wait. I been trying to tell you about this thing? Wait, question. Clip. So he threw it at a security guard. I thought he threw it at a security guard like office. He threw it like while she was inside the little thing. Like I haven't read the... Oh, okay. Listen. This nigga is unstable. <laughs> like I've been, I've been telling y'all niggas this since all that shit started with the Steelers. But that's you know, why I told you they not sign letting, them. That's why we I told y'all they not letting Godwin walk. They can't trust AB. They paying Godwin. No, no, we'll no see. way we'll in see. hell, Bruce. No, Harry we'll see. If they, the only reason I said that they might not pay Godwin is because who is really out here paying two receivers, man? That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Man. You go, we paying two receivers and you paying Tom? And you got defense? It's hard. I think Levante David do a contract too. Look, man, this nigga's unstable. His behavior is that of an unstable. It's not that Antonio Brown has problems. It is that his behavior is erratic. Why do you have these outbursts, dog? What the fuck do you mean you're not wearing a helmet, man? Like, what are you talking about right now? This is someone who can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. They told him, just fall back, just lay lay, and do the least. Just don't do the most, and we got you. <laughs> and apparently, this was more instructions that Antonio Brown was willing to comply with. This nigga threw a, a hissy fit. This nigga's a stupid ass. Like, he th- like, that's the thing. Like, that's how I know there's something wrong. This nigga, this nigga throws fits. Mm-hmm. There's CTE thing- kicking in, man. Nah, nah, this ain't no CTE. You got, you need to go see a psychiatrist, my boy. Something going on with you, bro. You got some pure, you got some anger problems. What's going on? It's ain't like, remember how Pac-Man Jones used to always be in some shit? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it is. That's a great But this nigga used to fight people. Yep. Right, like Pac-Man used to be in fights. Antonio Brown is, we don't see stories about him getting in fights. We see stories about him doing something Crazy. Mm-hmm. Nigga's just acting erratic. Yep. Hey, Mike Tomlin deserves a fucking medal. Dealing with that. Yeah, seriously. Dealing and with everything, and dealing with fucking um who was the coordinator? Ty Haley? Have y'all oh my right? goodness. stories about that nigga? It's a fucking asshole. The I can see Tomlin cussing Todd his Haley. ass out now on the sideline. <laughs> the stories about Todd Haley are wild. Oh yeah. There was a joint I just heard Matt Castle tell. 
about how he said Ty Haley was calling. No, Ty Haley wanted to run a play just to run it. Oh my God, I cannot remember what the. Anyways, Castle decided not. Castle decided not to run what he called. I'm like Scott Turner. Dang, decided not to run what he called because even though they, I think he, they all knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> he called them from the game. He was like, Castle, you're not playing no more. Castle was like, the fuck are you talking? Like, what do you mean you're benching me? Castle went back out there anyways. <laughs> and, he, and basically he said, what's the name? He just stopped listening to him. So he just turned his headphones off. Couldn't hear Haley the rest of the game. Mm. And Haley was just like yelling him call plays. The stories about Ty Haley that I've read, man, they are, how is this guy an NFL coach? Like, you're literally an NFL coach because you're a white guy. No one sums that up more than Ty Haley. Yep. Had n- no football background. I think, like, his dad was a coach. He was, like, a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even exaggerating. I think he was, like, a golfer. Mm. Ty Haley. Mm. I ended up as a head coach. <laughs> Eric Bannemi can't get a job. This nigga Ty right. Haley. Didn't he get two head coaching jobs? Ty I know he was a head coach of what? The... Chiefs, not Chiefs. The Chiefs. It was oh, Chiefs. Okay, only the Chiefs. Only the Chiefs. Yeah. Offensive coordinator after that. Guess where I think is at now? Booth? High school. Offensive <laughs> coordinator. Relegated to the yeah. fucking defense. Yeah. His dad was the player personnel for the Steelers. He used to play in the NFL. Mm. This nigga was a ball boy. He was an OC for Pittsburgh for almost five, damn, five years. Shit. Yeah. That was him and Roethlisberger. They apparently used to go at it. Two well, fucking assholes. I was going to say, yeah, if Imagine. somebody... It's like they, these niggas was in an asshole contest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, real shit. Can you imagine having to deal with Ben Roethlisberger then turn around and deal with Todd Haley's bitch ass? Hey, you got to deal with AB? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that. See, that's why Snyder wanted to hire that nigga. That Come nigga really would have had... That nigga really would have had this together. Oh, absolutely. He's a hell of a football coach, man. And mm-hmm. please don't tell me this overlap with time when they had to deal with San Antonio Holmes crazy ass, too. I doubt it, but that's. But San Antonio crazy. wasn't crazy. Yeah, and San Antonio wasn't like that. He's like smoking weed. Yeah. They got rid of that nigga because he wanted money. Yeah. Because remember, AB is the first receiver they paid. They never really paid a receiver before. Yeah. Yep. Ryan Clark had a segment like that one time on ESPN mm-hmm. with all the receivers that Pittsburgh had, and the one that they paid was AB and how. Mm-hmm. He knew AB was the one that they probably shouldn't have paid and all this mm-hmm. other shit. Mm-hmm. Said he saw the signs. Of- they said he was oh, yeah. hating. They said he was hating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept trying to say right. he was hating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, who was it that got busted the one time for going on a blunt ride with Legarrette Blunt when Legarrette <laughs> Blunt was in Pittsburgh for that one like, that summer? Was that oh, AB? Yeah, yeah. Nah, it wasn't AB. It wasn't AB. That might have been. Uh, I know exactly because they were on the way to a game, weren't they? Yeah, they're like a game. team plane. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was Le'Veon. It was like, oh my god! <laughs> hey, that's the Le'Veon, come on, hit this split with me, guys. <laughs> Le'Veon, shit like that. Like oh to my me, <laughs> my thing about any any players when it comes to off field stuff, it's not about just like necessarily. What you did, like, sure. Outside of like violence towards women, that is like we're not drafted. Mm-hmm. But if you out here just doing stupid shit, like, why are you get? Why are you smacked in the car 
Why are y'all smoking in the car on the way to the plane, guys? Why? You aren't 17, man. This is some 17-year-old shit. Straight up. Yeah, just smoking a blunt on the way to the fucking team plane. Right. Twenty-one grams. Fuck smells like purple. <laughs> hey, hey, was it wasn't that Braylon who got the uh, who got arrested? Right, his us? first training camp. Here? First training camp down in Richmond. I think he was at BCU trying to get pip. Oh, like, yeah. what? <laughs> we were still got the back. Who got the back, girl? <laughs> hey, Paul, I don't know if you've been down there, but that whole strip of schools, I went down there one year for uh, Black College Weekend. Dog, it's literally like a strip of schools. I can just imagine Breland just at BCU or Virginia State or Virginia Union. I wasn't holding you like, hey, man, who got the, who got the yeah out here? Like, nigga, don't you got practice? <laughs> <laughs> You need to be giving up weed during this camp, Rashad. How about that? Can't really, so these niggas out here hitting, man. He's a pack. He's a mid-round pick out here searching for some pack in Virginia. <laughs> you out your mind? In the fucking Commonwealth, boy. Like, you have got mm-hmm. to be the dumbest. <laughs> and then what happened to this nigga? What happened to this nigga? Yeah, he's balling. He's, he's about to get the bag. Nobody's about to get the He has not got the bag, though. Because he fucked his bag up. Yeah, when he Never fucked his foot cut up. His, cut his foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. What and how did he fuck his foot up? Doing something dumb. I mean, listen, I far be for me to tell motherfuckers not to go. What was, what was he doing? He's four-wheeling or what? I, what I was he doing? He ATV or some shit. Yeah, yeah. ATV is four-wheeling. Yeah, I'm like, far be for me to tell you not to enjoy your free time. The one thing that's not going to catch me doing when I have a bag on deck is doing anything that might fuck up my bag. Like you are lunching hard. Yeah, there ain't gonna be no ATVs out here. Had a foot no, infection, all types of shit. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk bangles. We gotta talk bangles real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, they got mopped yesterday. Hell I mean, yeah, of course, did. of course they did. Thirty six ten. You know what that means? Light work. What's that mean? <laughs> you know they coming out here mopping us. Well, listen, when you're as bad as the Bengals, you don't get, hey. the, you don't get the name your W's. That's like the I only difference. You. you can be like, and that's the shit that Rivera didn't understand. When you some shit, you can be like, yeah, we can win this game, but you don't get to call it. Right? You don't get to be like, well, we're going to win, so we are going to win. No, you suck. Nice. You might think you're going to win. They fucking around, come over here, turn the ball over eight times. Right now, it's a uh, Bengals- Minus 1.5. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm some, I'm, Burrow coming down here to get a W, man. He's pissed off how they got Wait, in that game. The game is here. Yep. They made yeah. the, the Bengals road favorites road with favorites. a rookie quarterback to a team that needs one, two of its last what? 23? What did they go? One of 15 last year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Three of their last 26. Wow, and they're road favorites coming wow. on Sunday. Wow, well, well, that tells me a lot. You know, what that tells me we're not good. Oh no, we're about to win. Shit, we're definitely winning. No, we're definitely can't wait. For definitely winning on mm-hmm. Sunday. We are yep. one. No, of course, you forgetting how it is with us. We are home dogs. Remember when Jay Gruden was here? When we were home dogs under Jay Gruden, we won. Those were games <laughs> that we won. It was when we were home favorites versus bad teams. L. Snack. 
Joe Burrow. Home, we were, we were home favorites versus the Giants, weren't we? Yes, we were. Ah, I forget we were. that. One. Okay. See, home think- dogs. This is a W. Shit. <laughs> I already right. told you privately that I won't be picking us to win any more games this year. That, you know, as a, as a policy, I just can't do it. A sweeping declaration for the rest of this year. Can't do it. Won't do it. But uh, one thing I, I know for sure, I hope we don't see no Joe Mixon on Sunday because the way these backs have been running on us these past Nigga, weeks. Yeah. It don't matter if it's, if Mixon's out or not. Gio will cook us. What do you mean? Oh, Gio is going to be cooking us. Yeah. Gio with his... uh. Uh, I don't know, barbershop quartet looking ass mustache and come out here and give us 20 for, for 110 and a touch. You, you know he will do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Shit. Uh, what, what do I say about Gio? Gio's a good back. He's just somebody that's just been forgotten because he's been on the Bengals for like nine years now. Jeff can still tote that rock. And mm-hmm. he will definitely come out here on Sunday and make slight work of our front seven because yeah. lesser motherfuckers been doing the same thing these past couple weeks. I'm glad you said the front seven because he will expose the shit out of them linebackers. Yeah. Especially KPL and coverage trying to guard Geo. Shit, Bostic, no chance. Yeah. The Bengals could actually come in this joint really and put up some points just the, because I just don't have any faith in the defense. Why wouldn't a rookie quarterback, Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd come out here? By the way, Tyler Boyd's going to cook, come out Absolutely. here and, and drop 30 on our heads. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any faith in the defense to stop him. Um, I mean, shit, Stafford just got there. He only had Marvin and Marvin. <laughs> right. <laughs> only thing I'd say is their, their O-line is really bad. Yeah, It's like one of those bad O-lines that we've done, like, that we've beaten up before. <clears throat> Burrow's been getting his ass kicked. That is where the, the advantage Chase, is. Chase versus Jonah. Yeah, for sure. From the left tackle from Alabama. Nah, I think this is actually not that bad a matchup. All things considered. This is a team that... It has a rookie quarterback with a bad O-line. Their strength is their receivers. That's great. But I think it's clear that the weakness of our team, if you want to get to us, you can run the ball on this team. So if Joe Mason does play, he's probably going to kill. No question. <laughs> Don't they have Samaj P. Ryan? <laughs> they sure do. Oh, they definitely going to make sure Samaj get a touch. Thank God, let me stop. <laughs> And they got a former, they got a former, um, they got a couple connections with us, don't they? Who else they got? They got Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor was here. True. Yeah, they got a lot of injuries. They too. got Bill Callahan's son. He's the offensive coordinator. That's right. Uh-huh. That's all right. That's right. That's right. So what you got us getting a Vic? That's what you say? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go 24 20 Washington. Whoa. 24-20 Washington. Mm. Well, I'm going to go the opposite, and we're going to catch an L. Um, I think Bur- Burrow's going to have a bounce-back game because the Steelers made him truly look like a rookie. Um, I have no reason to believe that we're going to stop their receivers. I have no reason to believe we're going to stop Geo or mixing if he plays. Um, it's going to be another situation where we get down. Uh, <laughs> might be another stat pattern for our quarterback, but – I just don't see a W coming, fellas. Um, our best shot at getting a W will be on Thanksgiving, and we'll get to that on the next pod. But I think this is an L, 31-20, Cincinnati. By the way, uh, just as an aside, I love Jesse Bates. He's a really good player. 
outstanding Absolutely. safety. Yeah, yeah, outstanding safety. Mm-hmm. I, I, as a guy that I wanted back when they were the Redskins, I wanted them to draft him. I think like three years ago from Wake Forest. He's a really yeah. good safety. They got a couple nice players, man. Yeah. Do they? Do they? They got a couple. I mean, yeah, a couple. But, but also, okay we got a couple of nice players up front. Don't get, don't take it wrong. Like they just haven't put it all together. Like our D line ain't put it all together. But they got a couple. They got some talent over there. It's not great, but mm-hmm. got a couple of players. Geno yeah. Atkins has been out. McKenzie, Jesse Bates. I mean, yes, I only man. need four players on the defense, but. <laughs> <laughs> These guys stink, man. Come on. I mean, we stink. Yeah, we, yeah. No, no, no. No question. We stink. You just had them beating us by 11 points, man. Absolutely. That's how bad we are. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like Paul said earlier, Boyd's going to have a day in a slot. We don't got, sh- I, I just don't, I don't see us stopping them. This is a game where we're going to again. Our defense is probably just not going to play well enough, and I just don't. I don't see us scoring enough points because clearly we get behind every game. So whatever the score is going to be, we've already spotted them regardless. Because you know we're going to come out and have another shitty first half. Let's call it for what it is. It's week eleven. Nothing's changed offensively or defensively when we come out and start these games. We suck. So yes, thirty-one twenty Cincinnati. Burrow has a fucking day on us. Mm, I, I mean, that, that takes a little bit strong for me, but um, I, I, no, no, but I'm with you on, on the loss. I, I told you I'm not going to pick Washington win again the rest of the season. I'm going to stick by that. Um, the Bengals do stink up front. They really aren't a good pass pro team. Um, I, but I could just see, here's where I'm at. I don't really think that we're a well-coached team right now for the most part. And that's what leads me to believe that we could lose to a team like the Bengals. Not that the Bengals, not that we're better than the Bengals because we aren't. But I think that if all things were considered and if both teams were healthy, if we were well coached, we would have a good chance of beating them. You know, just just based on the strength that their O line isn't that good. But I don't even I can only trust the the D line or the defensive front to actually make Joe Burrow have to sweat it out a little bit. He's just gonna throw that ball to eighty three as many times as he possibly can. I don't know who's guarding Tyler Boyd. No one's done it all season. I'll say, I'm going to say Cincinnati 23, Washington 21. Another close loss. Mm. Corey got his losing by 11 to the Bengals. Yep. 31-20, Cliff. That's Every game, the two games that the Bengals have won, they've scored 30 points. They're going to score 30 on us. 